Hello, Masters, and welcome back to another episode of Masters of the Matrix. I'm Greg M. In this special episode, I am interviewing Dr. Q. Moyad, founder of the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute. Now, this is something that was new to me, and when I was reading Dr. Q.'s work in this field, I found it very fascinating, and I deeply resonated with this type of work because it was done in ancient India, a very, a very spiritual rich area in the world, very spiritually rich people. And in that time, there were masters that basically, basically connected with the Akashic records and received information and wrote down on palm leaves, the future lives of people that would be living in modern times and in future times. And I found this very fascinating because the ability that this has on people to help them heal, to help show them and reveal to them who they really are. We have to take advantage of these masters that have given us prior knowledge and wisdom to guide us back to who we really are, especially now more than ever in this world of distractions where we are pulled away from our truth and pulled away from our purpose. So without further ado, here is the interview with Dr. Q. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So I have um, a very special guest on my show today. Um, His name is Dr. Q. He is the founder of Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute. He is an expert in astrology and Indian Palm Leaf Reading, and he's a very successful entrepreneur. Welcome to the show, Dr. Q. Thank you so much, and Namaste, Greg. I feel very honored to be a guest on your show. And Thank you so much. Masters of the Matrix. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so what connected to me uh, with you right away, and, and I did some research on you before, um, before this uh, episode, um, and, you know, instantly was, was our, our health issues early on in life. I, I went through, I was basically born allergic to this world. So everything, I was allergic to milk. I was allergic to food, wheat, anything. And so I was instantly kind of struggling with the world. And then as I got older, I had a real serious health issue just about 10 years ago where I was at the, I was at the end of my life. So I, when I watched a, uh, a podcast with you or was an interview with you, um, and it, it, you had spoken about that and it really struck me and it really resonated deeply that you went through some pretty serious stuff. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit and how that kind of sort of made you who you are today? Sure. Um, I would say I have um, two, three major life events that put me on the trajectory that I'm on right now. It all started off with um, having been born to parents of two different continents. Uh, My mom's European, my dad's Persian. Uh, So I'm a mixed breed, if you wish. And uh, so I grew up in Iran during a time when it was still a normal country. Um, and uh, given the fact that my father's side are not Muslim, they're Baha'is, um, in 1979, we had, to, we had to flee the country, period, because there was a revolution, you might remember. Um, and if you're too young to remember, then uh, maybe you've <laughs> read about it. <clears throat> I lived through it. 
um, the Shah was ousted. And as Baha'is, uh, as wealthy Baha'is, I should say, because my father was also very wealthy, we know that uh, he for sure would have been killed, executed, and uh, possibly us too, because it's a revolution and a lot of people got killed during the revolution. And um, we're lucky that my mom was a uh, European, blonde and blue-eyed, um, so very different to my father, obviously. He was more like an Omar Sharif-looking uh, person. For those of you who are too young to know who Omar Sharif was, he was a big uh, movie star in the 50s and 60s and 70s and so forth. Um, so good-looking um, Egyptian man, as a matter of fact. Um, so in 79, we just had to pack and leave, period. And that's uh, what got me to Austria, be in Austria because my mom's Austrian. And um, just a few years after us arriving in Austria with literally just two suitcases, that's it. All the wealth, servants gone overnight, money gone. My father couldn't uh, save anything um, or, or transfer anything. Uh, because you're Canadian, uh, maybe I can also interject here that we have a lot of family in Canada. And uh, his uncle, who lives in Toronto at the time, said, uh, told my dad, you know what, just move at least a million dollars over to Canada and you can bring your family tax-free to Canada. You will be given passports and everything because at the time the Canadian government was looking for wealthy people to just educate wealthy people just come to Canada. And the day, the day, believe it or not, um, my father walked to the bank to wire a million dollars over to uh, Canada to just as proven, you know, get the process started exactly that day the U.S. government um, declared Iran as a broke country and shut it down. You could not move any more money. So overnight, really, my father became uh, a poor, poor guy, and uh, and the rest is history. So otherwise, I would be Canadian today, you know. Um, that's um, so. I have a special Canada is a special place in our hearts, and I've been to Canada many, 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 many times, at least twenty times, if not more. Yeah. Um, so. Um, so that got me to Austria. And then in uh, some of you might remember the two, because especially now that it's April, we're now quote unquote celebrating uh, um, 35 years of Chernobyl, because it was in April of uh, 1986, the biggest nuclear catastrophe mm-hmm. uh, up until that time. Uh, and uh, the reason why I'm mentioning that is um, most likely because of Chernobyl, I then got cancer. As a teenager, it took a while because uh, Chernobyl's uh, nuclear waste traveled a thousand kilometers and uh, dumped its nuclear waste over Central Europe, wow. and obviously Austria is in Central Europe. And um, and I only know this because my cancer doctor, who also became the Secretary of Health of this country of Austria, then told me because uh, I have a special place in her heart as I was just a teenager. And the only kid that survived in the three years that I spent in the hospital. So I spent a long time in the hospital. So over over the years, and now we're very good friends. And obviously, because I'm like her baby, you know, because I entered the hospital when I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, she told me, most likely, uh, I have it because of Chernobyl. As uh, she showed me like statistics and, and, and said, look, all these spikes in cancer rate across Central Europe all happened uh, uh, about a year or so after Chernobyl happened. The further away you were, the later the spike was. And uh, so it also hit Austria. <clears throat> and that's uh, the beginning of the journey, if you wish. Uh, first of all, knowing what it means to be super wealthy and knowing what it means to have absolutely no money. Mm-hmm. And my mom becoming the breadwinner. So I know both sides. And uh, from 16 to 19, really, when I was battling cancer. 
mm. that uh, when I uh, was diagnosed with cancer, of course, as a teenager, I was very, very upset, angry. I said, God, why me? I didn't do anything. Um, and then uh, these three years obviously changed me uh, forever. Uh, and uh, when I was then released and, I, and they told me, well, well that's it. Uh, you're done. Hopefully we will never see you again. Uh, I said, oh, God, why me? Because I saw many people die. And uh, I said, how come I survived and these other people did not? And that is uh, what made me start thinking about uh, the bigger picture. What doesn't meet the eye? There's got to be a lot that really doesn't meet the eye. Actually, most that we don't see uh, or even understand. Uh, and so I tried to, ever since then, you know, it's been more than 30 years now. Uh, <clears throat> that gives away my age, too. It's just the Botox <laughs> that keeps me sexy now. Uh, and all the nip-tuck. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking, well done. guys. Joking. Just joking. Uh, so, um, so uh, yeah, because I just celebrated my 50th birthday, actually, a couple weeks Happy ago. birthday. Listen, thank you. You look you. great. It's a shocker. Thank you. It's you look awesome. great for your age. You don't look a day older than 58, man. How do you do that? You know? <laughs> I know. I have a good attitude. It's, it's the it's high-end Botox, the high-end, not the cheap stuff, you know, it's like top-shelf stuff. Um, uh, exactly. So, yes. so, so did you find, though, that when, then, like, did you start changing your diet? Did you start changing your beliefs and the way things were that you looked no, at the world? No, not right away. Not, not right away, because I was a kid, really. I was 16 to 19. and. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, all the chemotherapy, the surgeries, the radiation therapy, and you know, everything else was done to me because I was just too young and too scared to, uh, to even understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it was a starting point. It really was. Uh, and so this is uh, when I started to just uh, explore uh, and see what's, behind the veil can i pierce it can i find out can i find out more you know because i understood there's something that's bigger than me uh, everyone else too and uh so over the years obviously i've done almost anything you can possibly think of when it comes to uh, alternative healing and spirituality i've visited the most famous healers across the globe to Brazil with John of God, for example, spent quite some time with him uh, who is was the most famous healer on planet earth at least that's what people say. Um, up into shamans in the jungle, uh, no water, no oxygen, no, no nothing, and tried some <clears throat> medicine. That Ayahuasca? Uh, oh, many times, many, many times. Uh, not just once or twice, many, many times. Uh, so um, I just wanted to know what's going on. You know, I did meditation in silence for uh, complete silence for weeks. Um, uh, as a journey, really, it's just a journey. Hence my life's motto is uh, to uh, those of you who can see the, the YouTube channel is Via Finis Est is Latin, part of my education. I had to also study Latin uh, for my PhD. Um, is uh, The journey itself is a destination. So Via Finis Est. Um, and um, so it's just a journey. Uh, many, many, many experiences later is uh, uh, how I then, to wrap it up, how I then eight years ago, I think by now it must be, also was admitted to the hospital again. Um, and I was very lucky to survive that one as um, my girlfriend uh, who observed me, she said, what you have is not normal. It's not just a cold or not just fever. This is dangerous. At the time I was uh, visiting her in Budapest, which is the capital city of Hungary. 
Uh, and she said, you know what? The next morning at 7 a.m., she put me on a train to Vienna. It's only three hours apart uh, on the train. She said, you better go back to your cancer hospital in Vienna and have you uh, checked out. I said, oh, really? Okay. So then in the morning, I woke up with chills and fever and stuff. So I'm on a train. I get to the hospital. I said, look, you know, guys, I'm back. And I do have, if you wish, VIP um, status at that hospital because they've known me my entire life since I was 16. And I still know physicians and, uh, you know, nurses and stuff. So when I come, I say, hey, thank you. And I'm, uh, glad, uh, uh, good to see you. So I said, look, I don't, I don't feel so good. And my uh, girlfriend said, I better get checked out. So they sent me to the uh, cardiologist in that hospital um, from my cancer department, hematology, oncology. Um, and uh, so they did some checks and I said, you know, you can go home and visit your mom because my mom still lives in, in Vienna. And then we will call you. So I'm on the metro going to my uh, mom's apartment. They call me, say, uh, Dr. Moyet, you must come back now, now. I said, oh, well, I just left the hospital. It doesn't matter. You have have to come back now. So then I I, uh, ran back. And when I uh, was in front of the chief uh, doctor, he said, Dr. Moyet, you're very lucky that you're alive. We'll have to check you in now. I was like, are you kidding me, man? You know, I can walk. I can, you know, I I took the train this morning. What what are you talking about? I said, in three days, I have to fly to Frankfurt. You think I'm going to be okay flying to Frankfurt? He he looked at me like sternly. I said, Dr. Moyet, I don't think you understand. You are deadly sick. I said, what? What? Okay, so I stayed there. I called my mom. I said, uh, they think that I'm sick. I don't know what's going on, so I have to stay here. Next thing you know, my fever, uh, being in Canada, uh, went to 42 Celsius. Wow. And I should um, um, convert it to Fahrenheit. That's insane. It is, it's insanely high t- it's insane, uh, fever. Yeah. It's insanely. Like, it's borderline. You, you die. So apparently I had a virus infection, which I wasn't aware of, uh, and it gradually caused damage in my body. It had impacted already my heart, had water in my heart um, sack, and uh, my heart muscles was inflamed. I had uh, water in my lung, uh, pneumonia, of course. Um, So that night I collapsed. And I was lucky to already be in the hospital, already in my hospital bed, because otherwise I would be dead, period. That's how it would have worked out. So for a few days, they tried to fix me, but they couldn't bring down the, the, the fever. And my heart rate sometimes went up to 200, like 220, crazy. I'm just lying in bed. And then so a few days of being in the regular department, they rushed in, like they rushed into my room. I was like, you know, playing on my phone. They rushed in and said, uh, uh, it's dangerous. We have to put you into the ICU now. It's like, oh, fuck. Oh, my, my French, by the way, sorry. So, uh, so when they were rushing me, like, you know, uh, and they just moved my bed into the ICU unit, I was like, man, shit, I survived a revolution. I survived cancer. I even survived a car accident, which I didn't tell you yet. Um, and now this, so this is, this is it? So I'm going to die now? Oh, well, um, so it is what it is. So for a week or eight days or 10 days, I was in the ICU. Um, and um, this is when I connected the dots. And I've done many spiritual things, don't get me wrong. So I'm not a spiritual novice, not a virgin anymore. I've done a lot of, a lot of stuff before then too. Mm-hmm. And I've helped people too, many, thousands, a lot, before I even thought of this. <clears throat> so in the ICU, I was like, you know what? I think that has, has to do with karma, must have to do with karma. Because this lifetime, people who know me, um, they would say he's, in, he's a kind guy. 
I have the daddy gene in me. So I'm, I'm a helper already uh, by default. I'm just a helper. Um, so I thought this must have to do with karma. And then my girlfriend at the time, uh, my best friend, she, um, she re repeated what you had told me a year before. She said, you know what? You can clean your karma by having an Indian palm leaf reading. And I said, really, you told me about this? She said, oh, yeah, I told you this about a year ago, but it, apparently it didn't sink in. I said, man, this is crazy because you know me. Anything spiritual, like anything I'm telling you, I got the time, I, you know, uh, I invest my money because I don't have family. I invest my money to this. So I, anything I hear that's interesting, I just do it. <clears throat> no thinking, just do it. Um, and I said, you told me about this? And I didn't, didn't, that's odd. But apparently, obviously, I wasn't ready yet to hear mm -hmm. the message. Mm -hmm. But when I was in the ICU, I heard it. I said, man, he said, you know what? I had the motivation and I had like a goal. I said, you know what? If I survive, if I come out of here, I'm going to go and see if there is a palm leaf written for me. Who knows? And that's the beginning of this particular journey where I'm uh, a guest here um, at, as is um, talking about palm leaf readings. And uh, so I founded an institute. Uh, now it's our sixth year as, a, as an institute called the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute. Indian, because it happens in India and only in India. Well, that's almost incorrect now because... Um, uh, of movement over the millennia, you can also get a palm leaf reading done in Sri Lanka because they also have Tamil people and Bali too. But the hub, the mm -hmm. center where it all started is in the southernmost state of India called Tamil Nadu. Tamil Nadu, they speak Tamil and it's a small state with just 85 million people in it. So roughly three times, almost three times as many as uh, in the whole country of Canada, in the one little state. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, a little, um, Sarcastic here. It's a big state, 85 million people in just one state alone, um, <laughs> and they speak Tamil. So that's where the hub is. That's where Saga has it that 3,000 years ago, Maha Rishis, Maha means great, Rishi means sage. So great sages wrote messages for people to be read to them whenever they're ready to receive the message on dried palm leaves. Nothing to do with the palm of your hand, dried palm leaves. Hence Indian, because it happens in India. Palm leaf, because we're talking about messages written on dried palm leaves. And uh, reading, because the reader then reads it to you. An institute, because it's an institute, uh, as, uh, it's a calling for me more than anything else. Because I'm here to help people across the globe um, to get a reading done without having to go to India. And I will tell you exactly why that is as well. So Indian Palm Leaf Reading and our institute is Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute. And as far as I know, we're the only Western-based institute of its kind that offers a service to people so you don't have to travel to India. Of course, there are other readers that offer it online, but there are Indians. And so to most Western people, 99%, I would, I'm almost uh, bold enough to say no Western person would ever sign up on an Indian website. They wouldn't. It's just uh, confusing and uh, you don't know if it's kosher or not. So we now are registered in California, in the state of California, in the U.S., because um, I used to live in the U.S. Uh, for most of my adult life, actually, uh, before I moved to Europe, moved back to Europe, I should say. Um, and um, so we're registered in California, and um, accounting, banking, you know, uh, legal, everything's done in, in California. So 
Eden Palmer, if I, when I gave the name to this institute, I tried to be as literal as possible because people in the West have no idea what it is. None, zero. I'm not a person brings, uh, who invented a, a better bike and people know what a bike is. No, I, I, I'm just a messenger bringing to the West something that most Western people have never heard of, even super spiritual people. And I've been Including myself. Oh, I know, I know. You're another first one. Yeah. I've been to many yeah. expos in Canada too. Uh, the biggest expos in Canada I've been to. I've been on TV in Canada. I've been to the biggest expos in, in, in North America, period, and in Europe too. Um, they have no idea. Most of them have never heard of this. Um, so I, it's my uh, calling, I guess, to just talk about it, preserve it, and, and have people get it reading because it really changed my life too. Beautiful. Uh, there are other uh, words for uh, Indian palmer reading. An Indian person would rather call it a Nadi reading or Nadi astrology. Nadi is the word for the actual palm leaf. So that's a Nadi. Okay. Nadi is also the word for seeker because you are a seeker seeking your palm leaf. Nadi also means a, a pulse, you know, the pulse of a, of, of, of a human. So it, it makes all sense. You know, so Nadi, Nadi reading uh, or Nadi astrology. And the reason why it's called astrology is uh, Nadi readings are a subsection to some extent of uh, Indian Vedic astrology. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not astrology, it's just if you want to get an astrological chart, you would have to go and see a Vedic astrologist. Uh, Nadi reading is an, a message written for a person two, 3,000 years ago by a sage. So very different. And yet the sages also so include cool. the blocks that planets cause in our lives. So mm-hmm. the reader can tell you certain blocks happen because of uh, not only karma, but also because of planetary constellation. Uh, Saturn might be in the way, or their energetic uh, um, planets, uh, Cato and Rahu, which are not physical planets, but they have the energy and the power of planets. And when they're blocking you, then it's never good. Anyway, so now we establish what's called Indian Palm reading, Nadi, Nadi reading, Nadi astrology. And um, it also with my own reading. And of course, it blew my mind, I'm telling you. And I'm not a novice. I've done many, 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 many things before. And yet it really blew my, blew my mind. As um, uh, he told me many things that in the meantime have come true. And um, he, he, the reader, that is, told me, and by the way, he said, you will bring this to the West. And I thought this guy is uh, kidding me because I'm not an Indian. So those of you not uh, watching the YouTube version of this, but uh, listening to the podcast, I'm not Indian. I'm a white guy, period. So um, I thought to myself, um, I've no interest at all, really. I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and yet it's my enthusiastic uh, nature, I guess, when I uh, shared my experience with people. I said, man, you have no idea what I just uh, had. I had an Indian Palmer feeling. It's mind-blowing. It's super, super precise. And so more and more people wanted to get it done too. And I said, you know what? Uh, let's go to India, you know, because that's the only play, uh, place you can get it done. It's in India, period. And that's when I realized that 99% of Western people, like literally 99% of Western people, will never go to India, period. It might be a magnet to some people, like mm-hmm. India is like mystical and beautiful and, you know, this and that, the other. But to, believe it or not, most Western people will never go to India, period. It's too hot, too dirty, too dangerous, too, I don't know, spicy food, too, who knows, whatever the reasons might be. And that is how I then started to f- uh, figure out if it can be done online. In the early days, it was, of course, Skype. Um, and then uh, the rest is history. And I will go into that too, if you, if you want to, because we got a, a time to talk about it you know what i really love about this sorry to interrupt but i i i I love the 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 indian people are incredibly spiritually rich 
very on their, their, their history, the uh, Bhagavad Gita, like the, the things that they wrote about thousands of years ago and their, their, their statues and their history is absolutely incredible for anybody that wants to like kind of dive deep into that a little bit, go on, go on YouTube and start Googling the, the, the history of, of India. Like you'll find mm-hmm. that the, the stories that they've written, they've written about like spaceships and, and the diagrams of how to actually make these things and the battles that used to be in the air and the, the, the rich spiritual history that they have is absolutely like, I literally have chills right now. So when Dr. Q is speaking about this and um, you know, I'm a big believer in magic and mystery to me, that's the, that's who we are. We're living this life of magic and mystery. We just have to discover it and uncover it. Right. Yes, and so Dr. Right. Q is on that journey. And that to me is like one of the core places to search for your true self, for your, for, for mystery and magic. And, and through these, like, sorry, they were called the, the, the sages of old were called the Maharishis, the, the Maharishis and yes. yeah, being sages, being, being in the moment, being in the zone. And that's what I teach about is like being present. And when you're yes. present and you're not distracted, that's when you become a instrument of the divine. And these mm-hmm. sages were able to like, see, there is no time. Time is an illusion, right? And oh, we're all connected. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that right? too. So we have so, a lot to talk about. I'm a, yeah, we'll talk about that too. Absolutely. So I deeply resonate with, with this, this work, with how this. And so, you know, how, how does learning about your karma um, start to dissolve the karma? So anybody out there that is suffering from constant illness, that is like on this journey that you have been on, that I've been on, and they want to find their, uh, their, their, their palm leaf uh, out there in India. How does this actually like dissolve those attachments? Okay. Well, we haven't even yet talked about the process because it's a huge process. Okay. Yeah, it's please not, go ahead. Not a simple thing, but um, I've, I've done this once or twice before. Um, so um, I, <laughs> please I, go I ahead. Usually, I usually won't forget uh, what to mention. So, but thank you. Yes, I will. I will talk about it. Um, in actually, in one sentence, I can I can answer that in just one sentence. The only reason, or the one reason, the main reason why anyone would want to get a reading done is to create a better life after the reading. Period. So, if somebody asks me that, I need to answer that in one sentence: to have a better life after the reading. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? Correct. And so, uh, we all carry a cross, you know, in certain one shape, form, or another. Or wait, uh, yes. mine is health. Period. That's that's it. Uh, I've never had money issues in my life. I I, I don't know. That, that has never. I mean, apart from kid, of course, we lost everything. Um, but that also detach um, a detachment from money. So I'm not. Money doesn't impress me. You know what I mean? It's like uh, so. What Jeff Bezos has built? Uh, I don't care. Really, it means nothing to me because I know I, I saw with my own eyes. Overnight, it can be gone. So it's not a big deal to me. I don't even own a watch. I don't own a car because, as I said, it's, uh, and yet money comes. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's great. Um, and I went bankrupt too, and I had a big company before that too. So that's another story. Uh, uh, maybe to talk about. Uh, it Beautiful. comes and goes. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, uh, but uh, it's a flow. Um, and the my other life's motto is, by the way, Panta Ray, uh, so that I won't forget. I, I tattooed them both into my um, arms. Uh, the journey itself is um, uh, is a destination, and uh, Pantare means uh, everything flows. Um, now, and, 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 and going through these challenges that you've gone through, yeah, and and so you know you've had all these things happen to you when you were young. You've had yes. loss of business, major family interruptions, growing out of uh, living out of Iran, the yes. war, 
you know, it's, it's through these challenges that, you know, for me, that really can make you who you are in the strongest way, because without these experiences, how do we relate to the world? How do we grow? Right. If, if, if life was just super easy and we just had all the money in the world and all the beauty in the world without challenges, without effort, then, you know, what is that? What's the purpose? Right. So that's what I share with my, my listeners is that the challenges that you're going through, whether it's health or finance or relationship or whatever's going on in the world, yes. these challenges, when you grow through them, they're going to bring you more power than you ever would have had without that experience and we're all going through like dr q says we're all carrying our crosses and through inspirational stories through sharing our stories and through sharing our journeys with each other that's how we can grow i look at each other as each other as instruments of the divine some of us are in dissonance some of us are in rhythm and the ones that are are learning to be in rhythm let's share that music with others around us Mm -hmm. yes thank you absolutely true yes um I've been trying to do so. I've been an inspiration to other people for many, many years too. Um, and um, so I shared in one sentence why anyone want to get a reading done. And uh, let's go back uh, to the beginning. How can I get a reading done? Uh, that's of uh, utmost importance too. If you were in India, because it's something that goes on every day in India, in Southern India, uh, Tamil people. So it's nothing unusual or out of the ordinary to get a reading done, a palm reading done in southern India. It's part of the culture. More so in the uh, rural parts, of course, than in the capital city, Chennai, which uh, one city alone has like 15 million people. That's crazy to me, too. That's oh, <laughs> 15 million people. <laughs> it's like, I know, it's people everywhere. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a mystery and a secret to us in the West. And also to most of the rest of India too, because we have a lot of Indians that live in India that come to me, a Western guy, to get a reading done. Uh, because they trust me, they know it's authentic, it's ethical, and uh, they've seen many of my YouTube uh, TV and stuff. Um, uh, but to them, it's also not natural. Like uh, to, They might have heard of it, but it's not part of their culture because it's part of Tamil culture. That's the original, that's where it all started 3,000 years ago. About, because it's a saga. We do not know exactly uh, when, but we, uh, through the sagas that have been passed on through generations, we were told, and so I brought some props with me, that 18 Maharishis, 1-8, 18 Maharishis, and those of you will see this YouTube at some point, I brought like this little uh, picture with me that has, I hope you can see, Greg, okay, yep, with absolutely. a reflection of um, um, the light. 18 of them. This guy in the center, uh, the main picture, his name is Agastyar, Maharishi Agastyar, the guy with the beer belly or pot belly. <laughs> and he's a guy who apparently wrote most of the leaves, but there are 17 others too. So there were 18 of them who meditated primarily to God Shiva, but also to other uh, lords uh, to get the power of foresight and um, be able to look into the future for millions of people's uh, souls, lives, millions upon millions. Uh, we do not know exactly how many, but a lot, tens of millions, wow. actually. And uh, hence, you know, and I say, look at me, I'm not an Indian. I'm a white guy. I have no connection to India at all, apart from me traveling to India and having been in the travel world for 30 years, I guess. Um, I had a, I had a leave. 
and uh, in, now my institute had, had readings for, you know, Japanese and Mexicans and Brazilians, I don't know, uh, Australians, uh, all over Europe, Russians, uh, Africans, now even Arabs, you know, from Arabia who live in Saudi Arabia and Qatar and stuff. So um, your race doesn't matter. Your gender doesn't matter. We also had readings for transsexuals. I'm just saying, so it's for the soul in the here and now. Uh, your reincarnation and wh- whoever you might be now, old. Where I just did a reading uh, that I moderated myself still because I don't moderate that much anymore. We just have too many to have, have to um, regret it because that's the funnest part of it all to be with the people and help them directly. Uh, with an 82 year old lady, 82, and she had a wow. reading done. My mom had a reading done uh, when she was 70. So with many, 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 many uh, dozens of people, 75 plus, uh, who had a reading done. The youngest person can be 16. You need to have completed your 16th birthday. So you need to be in your, in your 17th year. It's the same for Akashic Records. So you need to be in your, in your 17th year on planet Earth. Then uh, you can start and look if indeed there is a palm leaf for you. Now, these palm leaves, as I said, were written... By not the Marish themselves, because they were dictating them to their disciples. And these disciples then cut, literally cut uh, palm leaves, because 3,000 years ago, there was no other means of capturing information. There was no paper. So in the old days in India, in this part of the culture, they wrote down legal issues on it. They wrote down recipes on it. They wrote down Ayurvedic medicine on it. So it's not just palm leaf readings, astrology and readings. It's for the whole uh, knowledge base that they use in the southern parts of India. And the southern parts of India, because I'm a big India fan, uh, is the original India. So if you have not been to India yet, and if you want to go to India, you must see Tamil Nadu. That's the original India. The rest is like uh, not fake, because it's also India today, but India started uh, in the south, and then it grew to the north. Uh, all southern Indians are proud to say that's the original India that you uh, uh, want to visit. So they dictated them, and then they were using special tools, and they were etching the information onto fresh palm leaves, and then they dried up. And when they dried up, you could read the message afterwards. And that's how they preserved knowledge in general in southern India two, 3,000 years ago. And these leaves then, of course, just like in Europe with the monks, when the monks were sitting in their cubicles and copied books over from old paper to newer paper, and that's how they preserved the books over the centuries. The same thing happened with the palm leaves. Um, priests, readers, they used new leaves and copied over brittle, because it's very brittle, really. You know, mm-hmm. it cracks easily. It's, it's dried palm leaves, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just copied them over to newer palm leaves, because one palm leaf or one bundle, which I will explain to you what that is, survives a couple hundred years, maybe 300 years. Uh, and then they disintegrate and they're gone. So you need to copy them over fast to preserve them. Now, uh, these leaves then uh, are stored or travel together. Similar souls travel together in a bundle. And these bundles are stored in archives across, for the most part, southern India. Now, when you think of an archive, you think of temperature-controlled security guards. You know, it's an archive. It's a library. Well, if you have been to India, then you will realize these archives are more like um, holes in a wall. A little dirty, dusty, you know, there's a couple uh, hundred uh, bundles here, a thousand bundles there, so they're all over. And there's not just one big archive and they just enter and it has, um, I don't know how many, tens of thousands of bundles in it. No, no, no. 
um, because of history and, 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 and time, I guess, um, they're now guarded by families and, and literally libraries, uh, government-related libraries across for the most part, southern India. So I do not know how many libraries we have, but I would guesstimate, I don't know, we're in India, a thousand, a lot, or maybe more, a couple thousand, no idea, because uh, nobody really knows. There is no written record of any of that. It's all through word of mouth. So these bundles, and I brought a bundle with me, which I will open up in a second. That's a bundle. And this bundle contains individual palm leaves in it. And that's the mock-up, by the way, which I use for expos and when I give talks and stuff, because uh, originals would never survive. Um, the only way, the only way, the secret lies in this, the only way to even start the journey would be by submitting your thumbprint. Gents, right thumb. Ladies, left thumb. So if you were in India, you will go to a reader's office. You would submit your thumbprint, literally, you know, on a piece of paper. And by the way, friends, no rolling of your thumb. No rolling. That's Hollywood movies. That's fake. The reality is you move down straight, straight down. That's how, how you do it. And then the reader would look at your thumb impression on that piece of paper through a magnifying glass, literally, you know, and then determine your thumbprint name, a category name. Each thumbprint can be categorized in one of 108 different categories. And that is the only thing that you cannot change in a reading because that's you. It's just you. It describes your soul pretty well, I should say, in generic terms, but pretty well. So each thumbprint has a thumbprint name. And each name has a meaning, which then the reader will explain to you what it means. And if you're open to spirituality, you will understand, oh my God, that is so me. That's so me. You know it, you know? Uh, even though he just talked about your thumbprint name and hasn't even gone into your reading yet. It's just a pre-reading uh, explanation. So uh, there are three steps, three steps. doesn't matter if you do, uh, do it uh, in India, if you're in India, or you do it for our, our institute online. Three steps, search. Matching, reading, search, matching, reading. Search starts with the moment you put your thumbprint down and the reader in India or with us really has no clue who you are. All the reader needs to know about you is your thumbprint. If you're girl, lady, left. If you're gent, right thumbprint and you write down female, male, and that's it. The reader does not know anything else about you, your age, where you're from, he doesn't care. And then he will go on a physical search. There is no computer system. There is no computerized archives or so, or, or even registries, books where you, you know, can look up. None of that. Intuition, mm -hmm. uh, word of mouth, connections that every reader has. A reader is, by the way, a person can find your uh, bundle, match it then to you, the individual name, and then read it to you. That's a reader. Uh, he will then go on a physical search. I mean, when I say physical, I mean it because I've been there many, many times. He would hop on his bicycle, you know, say, oh, okay, so this thumbprint name, category name, I think my friend, I don't know, um, has, has one over there. So he would uh, use his bicycle or his moped or hop on a bus in a public transportation. And then he would go from one archive to the next to the next. And if it's too far away, they will, we'll, we'll, we're using agents, you know, we'll call an agent and say, hey, look, dude, uh, we need a bundle. And I think I know that there is a bundle in that village over there because, you know, the, uh, I know the reader was too far away from me to go there. Can you check? And then they will chip it over to the office. So that's how the physical search works. Uh, and it's divine connection too, really, because there are mm -hmm. thousands, I mean, 
tens of thousands of bundles, that's a bundle, which contains up to 108 individual palm leaves in one bundle. There are thousands, tens of thousands of bundles with just your thumbprint name. And there are 108 different thumbprint categories, a lot. Okay, so the reader will not just pull out the very first bundle that has your thumbprint name on it. Uh, each bundle, there you go. So this one says 22 on it, for example, if you can see it, 22. Mm-hmm. Or symbol stamped on it. Uh, uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Each, each bundle has some sort of a, uh, a number or a symbol printed on it because the top and the bottom is just the wood. That's it. You can use that's like a book. It's also mm-hmm. known as a book. A bundle is also known as a book, by the way. Uh, and so from the outside, without having to open the bundle, the reader knows, okay, so this is the number that matches your thumbprint name or not. And then if he sees one, he then somehow being connected to the Akashic Records or intuitively, I do not know how they do it. They don't know it themselves either, really, because I know a lot of readers. And I talk to them, they just pull it out of the archives. And say, I think uh, Greg's um, individual palm leaf is in this one bundle. So every palm leaf in this bundle that I hold in my hands now has the same thumbprint name. That means you, Greg, let's say we're using you now as a person seeking uh, his palm leaf. Uh, Every palm leaf in this bundle carries the same thumbprint name as you, which means you are soul sisters, soul brothers, but you're not connected to them at all this lifetime. You're not uh, 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 a family or so at all, but your uh, your souls are somehow. Hence, soul family. Soul family is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have similar trajectory, similar. So it could be that when we go through the matching process, which is the second step, uh, you're like, oh my gosh, this could be me. Oh, this could, and then yet it's not you. Mm-hmm. So the search ends with the moment the reader pulls one, two, or three of these bundles out of uh, however many archives he visits out and brings it back to the office. And then you will be notified saying, Greg, congratulations, we found at least a bundle, usually it's two or three that hopefully will contain your individual palm leaf. So the search has come to an end. Still, the reader only knows that you're Guy and your thumbprint name. He doesn't know anything else about you. And uh, when you sign up with me uh, through the Institute, he doesn't even know how you look, whether you have a, a beard or not. You know, uh, He doesn't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. He just finds this. And then uh, the second step starts. So if you're in India, you will then go into the office uh, and sit in front of uh, the reader. But believe me, your uh, our Zoom world now is a lot more comfortable to every seeker because you can be wherever you are, temperature controlled, you know, you can heat up your room if it's cold, you can just cool it if it's uh, hot, you can sip a cup of tea, smoke a doobie and enjoy your uh, <laughs> matching and reading process. And by the way, I've been in so many readings, of course, uh, moderators quite many, I've seen it all, really, I've seen a lot uh, <laughs> doing what I do. Now then the reader will open up this bundle in front of you. Uh, in our case, we'll be, of course, uh, live on Zoom in front of you. There will be the reader. Uh, the reader only speaks Tamil. And, um, uh, but he's been educated in also reading ancient Tamil because these leaves are written in ancient Tamil. And ancient Tamil doesn't exist anymore. It's a separate language. I mean, the roots of modern Tamil are, of course, in ancient Tamil, kind of like uh, ancient Greek in Greek. A modern Greek person cannot read or write or understand ancient Greek, and yet it roots in the same language. So these leaves are written in ancient Tamil, which means you need to study in order to understand ancient Tamil. On top of it, Tamil, ancient or modern, are both syllabic languages, sound-based languages, similar to uh, Chinese Mandarin, if you wish. All Western 
unlike all Western languages, French, English, German, doesn't matter, uh, Hungarian, because I live in Hungary, um, now are letter-based, A, B, C, and so forth. So it's sound-based, not letter-based. Secondly, these leaves are written in a poetic form, not in simple uh, sentences. And last but not least, they're written in a symbolic way. So the reader who goes uh, through a training process, which takes years, and by the way, there is no reading school either. You cannot just uh, enroll with a reading school in India and then you become a reader. No, you will need to find your master reader. You then become his apprentice, either because he's your dad, grandfather, great-grandfather, and is passed on from generation to generation, or um, you just want to become a reader and then you somehow... Give yourself, if you're, you know, in India, is is kind of like that way. Uh, you're a young kid, like 14, 15 years old, and you give yourself, or even younger, to the reader. You start off cleaning his office and, you know, running errands and cleaning the toilet or whatever you have to do. And after some time, the reader who then trusts you will start passing on knowledge. And that takes years. It doesn't happen overnight. Quite many years, as a matter of fact. And then once the reader says, yep, I think you now know enough, hence you're a reader now. And then after many, many years of being a reader and being uh, then after some time accepted by your peers as one who is better, more advanced, you will be, they will start calling you Swami, Swamiji, advanced reader. And then after many more years, uh, proving yourself, and being observed by your peers, other swamis, they then will start calling you guru, guruji. As a, that means you're the most advanced, highest uh, level um, reader that there is. And in my office, uh, in, in, which I have, of course, in India, because everything happens in India, we have one guru, uh, guruji, who is the chief reader, and uh, everyone else, like we have, uh, I'm sure, a half a dozen uh, readers are all swamis, swamiji. So we don't mm. have a uh, regular reader. They're all advanced readers. Uh, so and it takes years, and there is no school, which is also important because every family has their own way of interpreting leaves. So mm. there is not like okay, that's the book, the big book, the big Bible uh, of uh, palm reading. Regret or not, so we have different thoughts and schools, and you know, of course, they they fight over you know how to interpret things and this and that, the other. Um, Anyway, so I opened up this one book for you, this one bundle. And again, it's a mock-up. It's all made out of plastic. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to travel with it. Mm-hmm. But there, you know, that's, but it's copies. You know, we took pictures and then put it on plastic so it just will, will uh, uh, not break when I travel. Uh, and so in ancient Tamil, in, uh, and they're written on both sides, as you can see, Greg, yeah? Yep. Kind of looks like a, a, a Chinese uh, fan, cooling fan for those that can't at see the, at, in the podcast. At the moment, yeah, but the reason being, I just did it like that. So now the reader uh-huh. in the matching process, because it's covered on both sides with um, wood, just as a protection, really. Mm-hmm. And then that's uh, all bundled up, you know, hence we call it a bundle. Uh, we use a string, you know, to bundle it up. And so that's how they travel together. And then the reader would open it up and then the matching starts. And then you would sit... If you're in India, across from the reader, and if you're not a Tamil person, you would have to have an interpreter. So there will be two people in the office. The interpreter interprets Tamil into, in your case, English. Uh, so then the reader will open up the, the book, if you wish, so with this, and then he opens up, and then he will look at the first leaf. 
and again, it's written in symbolic ways, uh, syllabic language, and uh, 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 as a poet. And whatever information is on that first leaf, to him being the most important information, he will read out to you. These are statements, not questions, statements. And through a process of elimination, he will find out your individual palming. So a question could be, or a statement could be, you're married. Not because he's guessing you're married, because this leaf, the very first one he's looking at, says clearly, this one belongs to a married person. In symbolic ways, but he knows how to interpret it into modern uh, language. So he will say, you're married. Is it correct or incorrect? And the only answers you need to give during a matching process is yes or no. That's it. Correct, incorrect, yes, no, right, wrong. But nothing else. No need to say, yes, I'm married, but I'm going through divorce, if in case you're going through divorce. It's of no interest to the reader. He just needs to know yes, no, yes, no, yes, and that's it. So if you say no, then obviously this is not your leaf. The first one is not your leaf. You will move it on and go to the second leaf. And it will read whatever is important on that leaf as the most important question. He would say, you have children. Is it correct or incorrect? Or you have at least one child. Is it correct or incorrect? Uh, one of, at least one of them is a daughter, is a correct or incorrect. So as long as you say yes, correct, he stays on that leaf and goes deeper and deeper and deeper. If you say no, obviously, well, then that's not your leaf. You will move on to the next one. So the, at the end of a successful matching process, when he identifies your leaf, again, very important for me, and that's the reason I repeat it, he does not know anything about you. He just knows your gender and your thumbprint, right? That's all he knows. He, the reader, will then tell you, and that uh, knocks you off your socks, your first name, your mother's first name, father's first name, your date of birth, your time of birth, uh, your partner, if you have a partner, partner's name, or ex, sometimes ex-partner's name, if, if that person was important to you as a soul. If you have a guru, someone who you really follow, many times a guru or mentor's name, uh, kids, if you have any, how many? Uh, uh, gender, siblings, if you have any, how many? Uh, gender, it blows your mind. I'm telling you, like, holy smokes, this is, uh, this is unreal, uh, unreal. So you can imagine how I felt when I had my reading done. And in the matching process, again, this guy doesn't know anything about me, nothing. And plus, I, I would say that I don't have a, a, a usual common upbringing. I don't, because I lived in many countries and I have parents from two different continents. Uh, he told me, oh, you have parents from two different uh, countries. I said, absolutely, that's true. Yes. Uh, in the matching process. And he said, oh, you went through a life-threatening disease when you were a teenager. I said, holy shit. I mean, how can this be? Is that, I said, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely irrefutable evidence. Irrefutable. I mean, this guy, there is no computer involved. I mean, mm-hmm. you need to know, you know, uh, even though India is known as, a, as an IT country, but really these people were super poor. And there is no interest for this person to even waste a minute on researching you, who you are. They don't care, really. He, he, they meditate. You know, there is a big uh, ceremony before. Every, every morning when we start the readings, all the readers gather and we do ceremonies to, to um, tune ourselves. And that's it. And then he sits in front of you, or in our case, Zoom. That's it. And he will go through the process. Mm. And if you, if you think he's reading your um, facial expressions, well, then switch off your camera. As I said, they don't care. Really, they don't care. It's just, uh, it's your yes, no answers. So obviously when he told me all these things, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Uh, I was stunned. I said, sure, of course, that's me. Of course. I mean, that, that, it's beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's me. And that's matching. You know it's you. 
if you ever have doubt, then it's not you. It's that simple. If you doubt it, then it's not you. But if mm-hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, this is me. Like, wow, like it was for me. You feel it's it you. too. You feel it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been well, so It goes beyond the intellect too, right? Yeah, way beyond. Because you're an intellectual guy, right? And for someone to wow you, you it's got to be on, right? Yeah, and some people, Because yeah. there's some people that are going to kind of, and unfortunately, there's a lot of naivety out there. And there's a lot of people out there that dilute the magic through, you know, fake readings that people aren't really oh, good at, done. right? Absolutely, like yes. astrology or psychics. Absolutely, so yes. there's a lot, Absolutely. Of, a lot of fakes out fake there. Up. A lot of fakes. I'm the first one to, uh, like, um, convey the message that even though if you're um, a lover of India and you want to get the authentic reading done and want to go to India, I say, yeah, go, go. I tell you exactly where to go. Not a problem. Good luck finding uh, an authentic reader in India. Good mm-hmm. luck. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and it, uh, again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lover of India, really. I meditate every day. I've been going to yoga for, I don't know, 20 plus years. Uh, I love Indian food. I love spicy food, you know. So I'm a, I like it. Plus, I'm a traveler. I've been to over 100 countries. Um, oh. uh, I'm a traveler. So I love India. I love the philosophies of it and stuff. Uh, plus, there is a huge Persian Indian connection, the, the Maharish, um, uh, Maharishis of uh, India. They spoke Persian. That oh, was there. Cool. The, so there is a lot of connections. So, so I feel connected to India, really, I do. But there is 80% fake, 80%. Mm-hmm. Even in the village where Saga has it, that it all started in the village's name is the Bhatish Barankor. So more than happy to share all of this. Um, um, I try to be as authentic and as, as, and as ethical as I possibly can be. So you can go there. Of course you can. And you will see a lot of reading offices. But I'm telling you, the vast majority are... Not good. Let's put it that way. Not yeah. good or fake. And that's unfortunate um, and to, in our society. It's very, unfo- it's very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you need to know where you go. Period. And it took me time, of course, to find the right person, trust. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why uh, we've grown so much and we've uh, uh, seekers from across the globe, and also being endorsed by uh, a lot of people, um, is. Uh, we try to be as ethical as possible, really. That's, that's the only way. And I can also share with you why that's so ingrained in me. Coming from a Persian family, uh, I don't know if you know any Persians or not, but Vancouver is huge, full of yes, Persians. Yes, it is. Uh, full it of is. Persians. Yeah. Um, uh, my father ingrained in me one thing, uh, and even though he was, he was born with money already, uh, like me, and he, uh, and he had it till when he was 49, 50, so my age, he lost everything. Um, because of the revolution, um, he said, uh, son, he said, there's only one thing you have, and that's your good name. Don't F it up. That's it. He kept telling me this uh, my entire life. He said, you have only one thing. That's, that's it. That's your good name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't screw it up, period. And that, that's been my motto also. Like, try to be as authentic, ethical, humble, you know. Integrity uh, is uh, integrity is number one. Everything else I, doesn't really. I speak matter. about yeah. that to my listeners. It's the most important yes. thing that you can start doing, even the small most things about small being things. on time, about yes. being honest. If you can't do something, even even if you have to draw the boundaries, and and you know, I used to be bad at this. I and say, you know, because I was shy and anxious and very fearful when I, when I was young, and so I would say, oh yeah, sure, I'll be there, or just just to get people out of my hair, just to tell them what they wanted to hear. But that was actually yes. not only draining my energy, but, you know, my integrity was at stake. And it goes deeper yes. than what it appears. It's about, you know, connecting with the right people. And you're, when you live a life of integrity, it goes deep 
and you start what you put out, you receive, and then you start to seek out people that are integral. You do, you do, and it happens. It's it's naturally. Uh, it's, it's naturally, it's magic, uh, mm-hmm. and it happens. So um, the only way how we can find new readers is if my readers that are already in my team introduce one of the peers as a potential new reader in our office. Because in India, not losing your face is of utmost importance. It's super important. Like if you lose your face, you're basically dead, you know, to, to, to your peers. Mm-hmm. So if, if my guru tells me, uh, Q, this is a, a, an ethical, honest, knowledgeable, down-to-earth, spiritual reader, then I trust him. Because if this guy turns out to be none of it or is not as good as my, my team of Swamiji's or my guru, uh, Guruji tells me, then they feel so ashamed, so ashamed that they might just leave themselves. You know what I mean? Because they, they take their job so seriously. Uh, so if my team says that's a good reader, I know it's a good reader. I know so. Because they will never do anything that would potentially risk them losing uh, their face. So fake, regrettably, uh, BS goes on huge in, in India. They would sell almost anything uh, as soon as they see, oh, tourists is coming. And it's not just white tourists like us. Mm-hmm. Even... Uh, Indian tourists, because they know, you know, because they don't speak Tamil if you come from a different part of uh, the country because they speak so many different languages and we just one country. So they know, oh, it's a tourist. So then they will tell you anything uh, just to sell something. Uh, so please be careful. Anyway, um, so the matching comes to an end and uh, the reader, if it's an authentic reader, he can identify your leaf with you. It's called match. He found your individual leaf. And that brings... Uh, uh, the matching part, the second step of the search, matching, and reading to an end. Now we have your leaf. Congratulations. Everyone's like blown away like I was blown away. Um, and uh, then the reading starts. And the reading starts with the moment you get the reading done, whatever that is, based on three things, based on your overall energies, not your mood. doesn't matter if you had a fight with your spouse before or not. Makes sense. has no impact. Is your overall energies. Two is the Vedic astrology, Indian astrology, because it plays a role in this too, of course, as I've mentioned before, and uh, your thumbprint name. These three factors. So based on these three, from the moment you get the reading done, whenever that is, the reader will give you a possible trajectory of your life from that moment until you die. And it, give, and it comes in uh, blocks of years. Increments of two, three years, give or take, okay. from the moment of the reading until you die. Now you might say, oh, I'm 82 years old. You know, the increment might be only one, like from 82 to 84, and that's it. <laughs> Could be, but a reading is very, very individualized. Like, uh, uh, let's start from the beginning. A re- the readings that we give you is a so-called whole life reading. Whole life reading means it covers all aspects of life from the now till you die. And all aspects of love are spirituality, family, health, money, career, love affairs, kids, grandchildren, all of it, whole life, the whole thing. And it will give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
So that's the beginning. And then uh, it's individualized to your needs. So some readings have a lot of recipes in it, like not recipes, but recommendations of what to eat or what to avoid based on Ayurvedic traditions. Some readings don't have any of it in it at all because it's not important to that person at that moment. Uh, if you're 82 years old, because my mama was the moderator of my mom's reading and the reader had no clue who, who my mom was, of course not. Um, to my mom being already 70 when she had her, her reading done or the lady that I just was moderating a couple of days ago who was 82 years old at the time of the reading, to them, uh, to most of them, their own lives are not so important anymore. Like when I talked to my mom, she lived her life. It doesn't mean that she's tired of living. No, not at all. But to her, I'm telling you, the most important things in her life are her kids, like uh, my brother and I, and her grandchildren. The rest doesn't matter to her at all, really. The pandemic doesn't matter to her. You know, uh, her, her getting sick or not doesn't matter to her. She just want to see her babies, like her two sons, and her grandchildren blossom and lead a good life. That's all that matters to her, really. And so does to most more mature people. So that means the reading intuitively picks up on what's important to the person. Now, if you're 18 years old, you, do you think past age 30? I doubt it. To most young people, 30 is already old. 40 is like, oh my God. You know? okay. So what's important to an 18-year-old is uh, education, well, you know, university, will I find someone to marry or kids? You know, maybe some, some of that is important. important. To more important to a more mature person is my kids, my grandchildren. How is that going to be? Or if you are on that particular path, because I had quite, quite many spiritually very involved, evolved humans, uh, their spiritual journey. They want to know more. You know, can, will, will uh, my chakras open up or is there something else that I can do to help with that? Um, so it's an individualized reading that helps the person who gets the reading done. That's what I wanted to say. So it doesn't really matter if you're young as long as you're in your 17th year or more mature. As I said, we had dozens of people that are 75 plus. So, and, um, and it comes in blocks of years. And it tells you the good, as I said before, the bad and the ugly. Good means periods in your life that are good for something, meaning career, change of career, change of uh, uh, living place, um, finding a partner, kids, I don't know, um, something full of energy. They will tell you all these things. This is good. Meaning, you know already today that whenever in your future, there are good periods in your life. You can seize them already by being prepared for that. So you can buy sunglasses and put some sun lotion on so you can enjoy the sunshine. Beautiful. You can already uh, anticipate that. And when it's ugly, blocks, because that's what it means. You got blocks in certain aspects of your life. Then you know blocks are coming up. So you can get prepared for that too. Uh, in a symbolic way, you can buy rain gear so you can weather the storm better. But in the reading, uh, from a reading uh, point, uh, we will tell you, we will give you tools, or the reader will give you tools. They're called pujas, P-O-O-J-A, puja, which literally translated means a prayer ceremony 
or ceremonial act. So a mantra, a chant, or something that you need to do physically to help overcome the block. Or at least, if you cannot completely overcome it, reduce the impact so it won't be so bad. I should give you some examples. When I had my first reading done, I had two uh, so far, which already answers a potential question that many people have. Can I have more than just one reading? Yes, you can have several, as a matter of fact. Because um, there were 18 Maharishis. So you can have quite many throughout mm-hmm. your lifetime. But you should always wait after you finish your pujas, your homework, if you had a reading done first, to then seek another reading. So at least six months, ideally more, but at least six months. Plus finish all the pujas, all the homework that you were given after your first reading um, to complete the cycle. Now, when I had my, my first reading done, the reader told me between the age of 77 and 79, I will get a heart attack and die. My first reaction was, wow, this guy's good because I only had come out of hospital because of a heart problem and I was in the ICU. So that I die of a heart attack, to me, makes most sense, really, because the chemotherapy impacted my heart, the radiation therapy impacted my heart already 30 years ago, the virus impacted my heart, um, so the heart valves doesn't work, don't work so, um, so good. Um, and I only survive because I'm super fit. I do a lot of sports uh, and I watch my diet and I do um, uh, look after myself. Awesome. So if some, if, when, he, when I heard it, I said, like, man, this guy's good. Because if, if you ask me how are you going to die, it would be a maybe heart attack, maybe. Um, hopefully I would just die in my sleep and never notice it. That would be ideal, mm. of course. It would be the best <laughs> way to go, of course. You know? I'm not afraid of dying because I knocked on heaven's door a couple of times already. Uh, but I'm afraid of... Uh, how I die. Mm. I, admit, I, admit, I admit that, that that's the one thing that I'm, uh, uh, that I hope um, whatever bigger energies out there is um, um, good to me uh, so I won't have to suffer too much mm-hmm. or be um, like left alone. That would be terrible too. That mm-hmm. would be very bad. That's, that's what I'm afraid of most. Um, but death in itself, no, I really am not. Um, so then, um, so you have a few years left. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I've got, you know, at least according to my first reading, <laughs> I get a hard thing that. But then he gave me pujas, and he said if you do it with a full heart, you know, like uh, with, um, focus um, and and intentions, you can overcome that block because it's karmic. You can overcome it, and uh, you can uh, you can extend your life past eighty. Of course, I did the pujas. And uh, the pujas, as I said before, they come in different um, shapes and forms. And um, it always starts with a gurutan, meaning you need to show gratitude. To the reader who gave you the reading, to the, the interpreter who helped interpret, to the friend who guided you to the reading, uh, to the reader, to the universe per se, maybe a friend you heard, it, like if anyone here uh, in this podcast ended up getting a reading done, you got to thank uh, Masses of the Matrix, Greg, you know, because without him, you would have never heard of this. So it's just a gratitude act. You can sit in meditation, light a candle, and meditate five minutes, an hour, two hours, uh, do breathing exercise. Go to church, temple makes a difference, but you got to do a sort of um, gratitude. Gurutan also means donation. Correct. You got to just say thank you, man. Um, uh, and and Gurutan also means donations. So you can give donations to the reader. Um, as well, of course, and then and then uh, there are the pujas are 
as I said before, uh, a prayer ceremony, which usually means a mantra, a chant, a mantra dedicated to a god or goddess in Hinduism. Now, to my religious people out there, this is not a religious act. It's only based on Hindu traditions, of course, because these Maharishis 3,000 years ago only knew of Hinduism. That's it. They did not know about anything else. So when they meditated, of course, they meditated to the gods that they knew. But per se, these are not religious acts at all. These are energy-shifting acts. So having coached, I don't know how many people over the years, um, instead of saying uh, puja is a, a, a prayer ceremony, because praying to some people is like, oh my gosh, praying that I would never do that. It's an energy-shifting exercise. That's what it is. You know? So if, you are, if there is a block in your life and, and your energies don't flow, and if you accept it the way I accept uh, life to be, if something doesn't go well, it just means energies are blocked or they're aberrated somehow. And then you can do something to make them flow again in the right order. And then things will just dissolve and, and become either healthy again, uh, your work flows again, you find a partner or you can get pregnant, whatever it means. At least that's my belief system. So uh, a puja just helps to do that. And you got to do it according to this particular system exactly as prescribed to you. So there is no wiggle room. The reader will tell you exactly what you need to do. You cannot shift it by one day. You yeah, got to be on that particular day, not the next day. It will tell you six Tuesdays in a row, you got to do this. And then uh, eight Thursdays in a row, you got to do that. Wow. And it will tell you which God to, to meditate to, which chant, how many times to repeat it. And it needs to be done by midnight. You have to finish always by midnight of that day. Wow. If you go past midnight, because you start too late or whatever, you, you start to... Um, uh, it just takes you longer to um, to finish it, then you screwed up. That means you screwed up the one of the six Tuesdays. Hence, you're gonna start with the first Tuesday again until you get six Tuesdays in a, in a row. That's very your specific. way of uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very specific. So that's your way of showing the universe that you mean business. You know, I'm serious about my healing. That's it. If the guy tells me X, Y, and Z, I'm just gonna do it. Not think about it too much. I'm just gonna do it. Uh, and the intention is the most important. So I'll explain when I'm the moderator or my team explains to people what the intention should be for each block that's been identified in your reading, each problem, family problem, health problem, I don't know, uh, work problem, uh, generational uh, blocks that you might have, family blocks that you might have, the karmic blocks that you might have, doesn't matter. Any block that's been identified in your reading at the end of the reading, the reader will give you pujas, something to do to fix the block or at least reduce the impact so it won't be so bad. And we explain you what it means, what the God stands for, and why you have Ganesha. You know, Ganesha is the God with the trunk, Shiva's son, uh, who got beheaded by Shiva, and then um, uh, he's the block remover. So whenever you see uh, Ganesha's picture, he stands for removing blocks and obstacles in your life. So uh, many times a, a, a puja cycle starts with a few weeks in a row on a particular day, um, five Mondays in a row. So meditate to Ganesha. So it's like a, a bulldozer that goes in first, removes the blocks, so then you can uh, go deeper in whatever issues that you might have. Uh, Shiva and Parvati for uh, relationships. You know, um, uh, Durga, she was a warrior, a fighter, you know, to give you strength and courage. So each one of them stands for something. And then you, and you have a particular mantra, which is usually a paragraph, and the reader will tell you how many times you need to repeat it. And 108 times, 18 times, I don't know, whatever, 48 times. And it needs to be finished by midnight. And that is your way of showing the universe that you're serious about it and you did it. And the intention is uh, focusing on that. 
So that's the prayer ceremony. And it could be either weekday based, so Monday through Sunday. And it will tell you eight Saturdays, do this. And then, I don't know, six Mondays. It takes you a long time, man. Mine took me like nine months or eight months. It took me a long time. And you got to do them one after another. You cannot do all of it, you know, together, just get it over and done with. No, 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 no. Exactly as prescribed. If you're unlucky, he starts off by saying five full moon days, which means once a month. A full moon only happens once a month. You got to meditate to, uh, I don't know, Shiva and Parvati. So you got to wait till the next full moon happens. And then you can start with the first of the five months. It's once a month, you can do something. And then you could also say, oh, and by the way, five new moon days. You got to wait another two weeks for the new moon to happen. That's another five months. So it's it's lengthy. Or it could also be a physical act, as I said before. So it's a prayer ceremony or a ceremonial act. And in my case, to entertain people to maybe, uh, my, the reason why, uh, I'm in Hungary is because of my uh, girlfriend, ex-girlfriend that I had at the time. She's my best friend, really. And um, her and I are doing this institute together. Um, so eight years ago, I got my reading done. And I was thinking about moving to Budapest in Hungary from the U.S. because of this uh, wonderful lady. And in the reading, the reader told me, oh, you will live in Hungary. I crapped myself. I was like, man, there is no... No one on earth that an Indian guy who has no clue where Hungary is tells me, you will live in Hungary. Uh, I already had made up my mind, of course. It has nothing to do with him telling me this. Right. Uh, but when I hear the word Hungary from an Indian guy, and without uh, trying to be disrespectful here at all, tells me, oh, you're going to live in Hungary, where I know this guy doesn't even know where Hungary is. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Holy moly, man. Holy mm-hmm. moly. Um, and by mind. the way, to explain why I'm saying this is... Um, because I know I've been to uh, India and I know, and I know uh, the people that, that work for me, uh, for the Institute, uh, is uh, the average Indian's universe, let's put it that way. Uh, your podcast obviously goes to uh, the Western world. So for a Canadian, you, know, you, you fly five hours, you across the country, you go to the US. So it's like the world. Like you, you travel, you fly, you do this, you drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to, or, uh, to an Indian guy, to the average Indian guy, their universe, and I kid you not, is maybe two, three hundred mile radius around their village. That's it. Mm-hmm. Their entire lives. Yeah. Their entire lives. That's it. So when an Indian guy tells me hungry, man, I, 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 I didn't even know how to react to that. It was mind blowing, man. Yeah. Mind blowing. Um, so, um, that's the reason why, not the reason, but the reason why I'm in Hungary now is because of the girl. And so I'm physically located in, in, uh, in, in, uh, in Europe. Uh, yet, of course, I still have to pay taxes to Uncle Sam. So I, I, do, uh, I still have my house in, in the U.S. too. Uh, but um, uh, now I lost my thread because we were talking about the Pujas. Ah, there you go, Pujas. So this guy and, uh, uh, told me, a whole list of things that I had to do, you know, mantras and chants and this and that, the other. And then there was like on two Wednesdays, two Wednesdays, like in the middle, there's a whole list to get. On two Wednesdays, feed the needy. Feed the needy. So I'm sitting in front of this guy. I said, what would you mean by feed the needy? Should I do a soup kitchen, donate money, uh, give food to a, a bum on the street? Uh, what, what should I do? He said, oh, you will figure it out. That's all I said. You will figure it out. Man, when I was sweating, because it was like in the middle of the whole thing and I already had done a few months. And I didn't want to screw it up. I was like, man, 
this Wednesday, these two Wednesdays are, showing, are coming closer and closer and I have no idea what to do because I was in a, in a new country, in a new city. I don't speak the language. I don't know anyone. And then um, it hit me. Boom. It just hit me. It's like, you know what? He just said, feed the needy. That means anyone who needs to be looked after somehow. So um, I still go to the same cafe though. So in this cafe, I knew, because I observed before, an elderly lady who I think uh, thought at the time, I haven't seen her in a while now, uh, doesn't have money or not, like, needs money. So I told the waiter, I said, you know what? Now I'm going to pay for her food, for her lunch, and just don't tell her I did it. Man, this was so beautiful, I'm telling you. It was beautiful. It's uh, uh, maybe the single most beautiful little act that I did. Uh, a random act of kindness. This woman, you know, you should have seen her her eyes when she wanted to pay, you know, uh, rugged clothes. And, you know, she was like, coins. And the guy said, no, 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 it's already paid for. And she was like, what? What one? She was looking at I was like hiding in the corner because it's a cafe. I could, I could do that. Uh, wow. Beautiful. And I did the, the, the next time, like a week later, the, the next Wednesday, I did it for a fighting couple that I was observing uh, in a different restaurant, different cafe, like a little uh, diner, nothing special. But I saw them like bickering, you know, like couples do, and they were young. It was like, blah, 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 blah. And I went the way, I said, you know what, just uh, I paid for them too today. Just don't tell them I paid for it. And I said, oh, no, no, no. then when it comes to, for them paying, it's always already paid for. I'm like, what? Instantaneously, I changed their energies. Instantaneously, like the fighting was over. They was like, "What?" They were they were smiling. They were like, "What? What?" They were looking for, and they thought they were being uh, uh, bullshitted by the waiter. But no, you know, I paid for it. It was nothing major, but you know, soup and some coffee, or something. Anyway, so I've been doing it since. So for eight years, uh, randomly, once in a while, um, I just pay somebody's coffee when I'm in line somewhere, you know, or uh, randomly, I just pay somebody something. It's beautiful. I'm telling you, anyone out there, it's a simple, small, random act of kindness. And you shift their energies at least for that day, if not longer. And you're mm-hmm. like, wow. And it feels so good to, to me too. That's mm-hmm. ever since that moment, I'm very grateful for that reading because uh, he didn't tell me to do it. He just said, you will figure it out. And I figured it out. So um, I've been doing it ever since. And it's a beautiful thing. Doesn't cost much money, five bucks, you know, whatever. Once in a while, uh, we can all um, afford that. So that was uh, one. The other one, which is a little funnier, um, is um, he said five, I mean, five consecutive Fridays, he told me, five consecutive Fridays, I need to uh, give sweets and fruits to kids. Hmm. It's like, man, I'm a middle-aged man. I'm in a city <laughs> that nobody knows. And yes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, tricky you one. know what I mean? Uh, it's a tricky one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I figured it out. Of course, you figure it out. I cannot go, obviously, not go random kids on the streets. And maybe I could, I don't know. But hopefully, you, didn't um, dr- you don't drive a van. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to laugh too. Uh, laugh so serious. To. Um, and so, um, but the easy part is how can I do it? Because I really wanted to do it on five Fridays in a row without um, missing a Friday. Um, what did I do? I talked to kindergartens. I talked to an orphanage and I just bought a whole, you know, five times a whole sack of, uh, you know, sweets, uh, candy, whatever, chocolates, put some fruit in it, like a big sack. And I just gave it to, I talked to them before. I said, look, 
I'm not a crazy middle-aged foreigner here. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. a lunatic and it's all safe and good. The reason why I'm doing it is this. Is it okay with you? Can I do it? Of course. Is it awesome? Love, mm-hmm. We love it. Thank you so much for doing it. Of course. I mean, uh, and so I did it. Um, so much joy other, from the kids. Right? It's beautiful. Like, I'm telling I mean, you, man. As a kid, I loved candy. Like the joy that would come course. out of me was amazing. Of course. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's a simple act of kindness mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's like magical. Like, wow. And it goes deep. It goes, so it goes deep. super deep. It goes super mm-hmm. deep. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, there could be other challenging ones too. Like if you have uh, people who have um, issues with uh, getting pregnant or, or have issues with their kids, uh, health issues or relationship issues, sometimes a puja could be feed a cow and a baby cow at the same time, uh, some wow. spinach or something. So they're physical acts. You know, so, so they yeah. have to do it. Now, if you are somewhere in the rural parts um, uh, at a farm, not an issue. But most people live in a big city like Vancouver City, New York City, I don't know, Toronto. And then, boy, go and find a cow and a baby cow and feed them at the same time. On yeah. three consecutive Thursdays or whatever. Like, oh my God. So it can be done. It can be mm-hmm. done, but you really have to uh, do your research focus and do your research and get it done. Yeah. Uh, and it's your way of showing the universe that you're really serious about uh, your healing. That's it. Do you want to overcome the obstacles? They show how to do it. And by you uh, putting the effort into it and getting it done and, and, and resolving it and finding a way of doing it, obviously you already start shifting the energies because you're going out of your way trying to do something to help you then internally to change energies. And then over time, it will see, oh, energies are starting to shift. You find a new job or you find a partner or whatever it is. Uh, so it helps. So I'm a big um, supporter of the whole thought process behind it. Hence, I call it an energy shifting exercise. I don't call it a, a prayer ceremony or a ceremony mm-hmm. act, even though that is how you would translate it to English. I just call it an energy shifting exercise. That's what it is. And, it resonates uh, very deeply with with this whole process because you know this whole energy thing. Like everything is energy. Everything vibrates, right? So the the, the, the closer you zoom into something, you see things vibrating. Yes, and, you know, from light and from sound. And so great. doing these acts, whether physically or whether um, mentally or whether emotionally, they're causing a shift in your energy field. And, and as, as humans and as spiritual beings, we're connected to the all, right? So yes, we're great. shifting. What Dr. Q is saying is that we're shifting the energy that, um, that we are and, and perhaps releasing the energy that may be attached to our chakras or somewhere else in our energy fields because... In, in my in my spiritual coaching, yes. I teach that you know if you're holding on to an emotion that you may not be aware of from your childhood trauma, you may you know twenty thirty years later end up getting you know arthritis or you may end up getting um, some sort of illness in your stomach or and that's related usually to your chakra that has not been healed because you're holding this emotional baggage that has not been cleared. So this resonates with me because you're you're connecting with. You're not only yourself by being kind, kind gestures, and you're being kind to yourself and, and through the act of non-resistance. This is a very important thing that I talk about with my listeners is being non-resistant, trying to be like water, because when we hold on to something, then we don't allow it to flow through us. And so mm-hmm. through these acts that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling through this discussion with Dr. Q is that these acts are whether, you know, I don't want to attach it that it's a religious thing. It's a, it's a, it's a spiritual energetic change, just like Dr. Q was saying, it's a completely healthy thing to release, to detach these things that may be um, on your energy field that we can't see. Right. So yes. giving, giving candy to kids, 
do, giving kind gestures to people that may not have things and, and connecting with that energy field and bringing joy is, is goes so deep to not only that person and beyond, because if they receive that, then there's a domino effect that we cannot see in this lifetime. Right. So um, truly deeply, I resonate with, with this work and, and this healing. Fantastic. Yes, thank you. And so obviously it, it's, you're here. Um, and this happened to you eight years ago, so it works and, you know, and you continue to do it because not only is it a beautiful thing, you feel good about it. Yes. It's not not a selfish thing. It's not an egotistical thing. It's a healthy thing. It's the way we're supposed to be because I, I are you and you are me and we are one. Right. Yes. Now, obviously you cannot plan for what I'm doing. You cannot. I mean, no white guy would ever come think of uh, doing any embalming readings. Uh, but first of all, I do not know how to read the palm leaves. I, I don't know how to speak Tamil or let alone ancient Tamil and then be able to decipher uh, the message into a meaningful sentence that I would understand. I'm just a conduit, if you wish. I just have a platform <clears throat> and it's an institute because I promised my Indians. I said, look, I'm, I'm blown away by what you do. And... Um, I am doing my utmost to preserve it and also provide uh, you with a decent income so that you can stay where you are. As uh, believe it or not, all my readers and interpreters, my office manager, um, Shiam, he's he's an amazing soul. Uh, I love him dearly. Um, He could be a reader himself. He could be, but he he runs uh, the office and he um, is the interpreter. He has a master's in in, uh, teaching. Um, my guru, the Guruji, has a master's in engineering. So these are educated people that have chosen to do the spiritual work. And um, of course, I've lost quite a few interpreters, for example, because they found different jobs. And then they go up north where you get the IT jobs and the call centers, I don't know, whatever else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of them chose to do what they're doing. Um, and uh, so I said, look, you know what? I'll pay you way more than you usually will get when an Indian comes and get a reading done. Um, so you have a decent income. And I'll do my utmost to spread it as best as I can and as fast as I can so that there's enough work for everyone uh, and you can do what it is that you want to do. And I'll tell you how ingrained they are with what they do is uh, physically located. The, the office is about five hours travel time south of the capital city, Chennai. So Tamil Nadu is a lengthy state. And Chennai, the capital city, uh, this gigantic city with 15 million people, is in the northern parts, like almost the end, the northernmost parts. The southernmost parts already is the tip, is the tip of India. And uh, it takes about five hours to get to where we are. Uh, the, uh, the hub for palm leaf feeding is called Batish Barankoil. But the next bigger city uh, is uh, Chidambaram, and that's where the office is. <clears throat> And uh, in between Chennai and that small town uh, is a different state um, altogether. Uh, Puducherry, Pondicherry. It was run by um, the French. It was a French colony. So when you visit it, uh, you, you're like, oh my God, it looks like Louisiana a little bit or, you know, uh, French colonial style. Um, style. It's India, of course. Now it is India. Of course it is. But the, the downtown area, it could be somewhere in Louisiana. It could be somewhere uh, beautiful, like French Colonial <clears throat> has doesn't look like India at all, really. And uh, even though the French have uh, uh, left a long time ago, 
their standard of living. It's like a state surrounded by Tamil Nadu. It's a small city. It's like a city state, really. That's what it is. Uh, the standard of living is better. Healthcare is better. Schools are better. Everything's better. Um, and I said, you know what? It will be easier for me too because when I fly, I have to fly back and forth and so it's, it's taxing on me. I'm not the youngest anymore. It's just the Botox that makes me look young. I said, look, you know what? I know nobody wants to move to Chennai. That's, that's not so good, but maybe we can go to uh, Pondicherry, Puducherry. And they said, no. You know what? They said, no. No, we want to stay where we are. <clears throat> so that shows you how much they're ingrained in what they do because it's the hub. That's where it happens. That's where the original, um, the, the readings come, uh, the, the, the Maharishis were, <clears throat> Saga has it. And so they stay where they, where they stay. I said, okay. So it is what it is. Coming back to uh, the pujas. Now, I was given pujas also from my heart. Uh, and I did the pujas, of course, too. You know each puja, what they stand for and what, what their job is to fix things. Karmic pujas and healthcare pujas, whatever. And uh, I had a second reading. That's four years ago. I had a second reading done. I'm still the same person. And that's how you can tell that the reader is authentic. Because I cannot be a different person in a different reading, like being totally different. That makes no sense at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If your first reading was authentic and the second reading is authentic, you're still the same person. Uh, meaning the matching, he should be more or less, you know, the same identifiers and the reading trajectory, like me being a spiritual, me being a seeker and a traveler. And so it's, it's similar, you know, it's similar, different. It was different readers. They have no idea who the, you know, the other person is. It's different Maharishi wrote my palm leaf. So it's all different, different, different. Yet, I could see the red thread, me being me. So that's still good because I know it's me. Uh, but yet I could see in the second reading changes over the years. So first of all, the most important is when I told you my first reading, 77 to 79, I get a heart attack and die. The second reading is, oh, I can see 82 84, and you have the gift of longevity, meaning you cannot mm. tell me the bracket of years I'm dying. <clears throat> mm. So apparently I've done my karmic work, uh, uh, my pujas to overcome the bad karma. And uh, that's been resolved through, through the work that I've done. Beautiful. We can resolve a lot of uh, uh, obstacles through the way we live, of course. We can. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you give, you can. If you're, you know, of course you can overcome mm-hmm. karma. And uh, you do get a karmic reading in your reading uh, if indeed you carry one big identifiable negative karma that impacts your life now negatively. Not the small karma, because we all carry karma, all of us, without um, uh, any doubt or um, good karma, bad karma. We all carry it. Small, big. Good karma does not need to get healed, so there is no reason for getting a reading about good karma. Small negative karma, you can resolve it through your, um, the way you live. Only if it's big negative karma, you get a deep uh, karmic reading. Who you were, name, uh, social status, uh, the country you lived in, what, which time frame, what you did, that you're not stuck in this vicious cycle. My vicious cycle being health, other people's vicious cycle could be uh, money issues, job issues, career issues, um, I don't know, whatever it might be. Um, and then they will tell you exactly what to do to overcome, to break that vicious cycle and, and, uh, so that you won't suffer from it anymore. And that's what was the case in my reading. Now, the funny part, though, is in my matching, my second matching process, the guy, you know, uh, they were like, he was like, uh, he looked at me and I already had started the Institute like a year before or so. 
um, he said, he's looking at me and he looks at me and he said, you're doing this, he said, you know, you're doing this. You know what I mean? Because he saw a message somehow that I'm connected to Palm readings. So I remember him like he's, and then he looks up and the interpreter says, uh, you're doing this, like this, this. I said, holy <laughs> shit, man, how would you know this? I said, yeah, yeah, I yeah. do. Yes. Not me personally, I'm just a connor, but uh, yes, mm-hmm. I'm involved in this. Absolutely. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. Uh, really is. It's, it's mind blowing. It's life changing. Um, <clears throat> and in one sentence again, why should you get it done? You want to create a better trajectory after your reading. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, and um, important. Oh my God. I almost forgot. Very important. You have free will and choice. No one's life is set in stone. No one's. And whoever says that is a fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget about mm-hmm. it. Your life is not set in stone. Absolutely not. You have free choice. Uh, uh, you have choice and free will. Now, through your actions and non-actions, thoughts, belief system, you create the reality that you um, experience every day and new. Every day, every day, every day. The reading is just here to give you a likely trajectory based from the moment you get the reading done, based on your energies, which means your belief system, your actions that you had so far, because it's your energies from the moment you get the reading done. And if you look into the future, that's a possible trajectory. You can change it. So if the reader tells you, oh, age bracket, I don't know, I'm just making this up, uh, 55 to 58, uh, you die of cancer, lung cancer. Uh, Stop smoking. Mm -hmm. But nobody's here with a gun against your forehead forcing you to stop smoking. Well, the reader told you the likelihood given uh, from today's point of view, in 20 years, you'll die of a heart, you know, of uh, lung cancer. Are you a smoker? Well, then stop smoking. That's it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's up to you. You can take it on board or not. It can be a lifesaver, as a matter of fact. Uh, three years ago, I had a Filipino lady who lives in Arizona. She's a huge supporter. She gave interviews and stuff. She, she's come to some expos uh, too. Uh, the reading saved your life. She's in her mid-70s. So she's a mature woman. She was a teacher, a retired teacher. <clears throat> and um, she had a reading done. And the reader, I don't know how, he told her, you must get a uh, health checkup. You must. Like now. And she told me that she has been afraid of getting a health checkup because she thought if they take something, then it's not good. So she'd rather just not even go there. Mm-hmm. But within a month, like she had to set, set, uh, set things into motion. She goes to health checkup and boom, there you go. She has breast cancer. Wow. But it was called early enough after uh, chemotherapy and, I don't know, radiation she had. Um, no, I don't think she had any surgery. They were able to fix it. So she's ever so grateful because without the reading, she would have gone another year or two of, of course, not getting a health checkup because she was afraid of hearing something that she doesn't want to hear. And then she would have ended up being dead. Um, so you can take it on board. It's a guideline. You know, she could have told the reader, screw you, man. I'm not going to go because I'm afraid of uh, getting a health checkup. That's it. But no, she took it on board, changed something, went there, and then was lucky enough to be um, um, Cancer being identified at an early stage, and uh, so she could get healed. She's fully, fully healed now. She's seventy-eight years old, awesome. and uh, we're awesome. friends. I mean, uh, I, I've met her quite many times um, over the past three, four years. So I'm a believer in it. You can take it on board or not, because as I said, your free will, choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the reading can only show you the water, but you're the one who ultimately needs, um, can drink from it or not, as I said. That's now, great. after having done it uh, for so many years now and so many uh, seekers, please only do it if indeed this is something you want to do. Like, as I said, uh, my girlfriend told me about this a year before I heard it, and it went in one ear and out the other. I didn't hear it. And I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a sucker for any of it. I'm telling you, anything that is spiritual, and it's a challenge. I've done many challenging things, you know, very much so. Not easy at all. I do it because I just want to experience. I want to say, okay, how far can my mind go? Is it really cool? What is it? Um, and only second time when I was in the ICU and she repeated it again, then I heard it. Um, that now, an hour or so later, I can answer the question about timeline. People ask me, do, does everyone have a palm leaf? No, of course not. Not everyone has a palm leaf. Uh, how many leaves are there? We do not know, and I've been doing this for quite some time, and I know readers, and they don't know either how many leaves we have. But we, what we do know, because there is no registry, right? There is no school, there is no registry, there is no, not the library, there is like, they're everywhere. For sure, a million or two, no idea, a lot of these bundles. Still amazing. A lot, right? Which means who knows how many hundreds of millions of leaves are, are there. So obviously not enough for 8 billion people. But then how come? So people ask me, okay, so what's the likelihood if I submit my thumbprint and I pay for the search, uh, how likely is it that the reader will find a bundle that hopefully contains uh, uh, the individual palm leaf? And I say 99.9%, like almost certain that he finds a bundle. I said, really? How can that be? There's only a couple hundred million, maybe. I don't know how many exactly are there. But we've got 8 billion people. I said, you know, that's exactly uh, why. And that answers your question about timeline. I came up with this myself somehow through meditation because I was wondering how can this be, but then it somehow dawned on me. Um, I'm a, a... Total believer that the time, the way we perceive it, is not the way it is. Whatever it is, is, I do not know, but it's just not the way we perceive it. Like a, a past, a present, and a future, like linear. So linear, yeah. We, we experience it that way. You know, we're born, we live, we die, whatever, you know, this. Um, but I know, don't ask me how, I know, not, and not only because I've done some um, special mind altering, improving uh, things in my life. Um, <laughs> to put it in <laughs> a uh, euphemistic way, uh, we're shamans in the jungle. Um, and that is, in itself was scary to uh, I must admit, like being in the jungle and being a Western spoiled guy, holy moly, man, I, phew, it wasn't easy at all. Uh, but I know that time is not the way we, we, we perceive it and live it. I know so. I cannot prove it and I cannot break free from it, at least not in the shape and form, but I know time is not the way we see it. So if you also believe that and can accept it, at least for a minute, I think everything happens at the same time, somehow. Don't ask me exactly how, because I don't know, but I, it's a gut feel. So the moment, the moment you, let's say you, Greg, uh, or me, actually me, when I hear the message, because I heard it, well, I also read the book by Deepak Chopra, who is an endorser of ours, by the way. Deepak sends us people, <laughs> and I've met him a couple of times. Um, when I read his book, uh, The Book of Secrets, 2003, mm -hmm. so, I don't know, 20 years ago, whenever, 
in his book, he talks about his palm reading. He does. And when I read it, I'm sure I thought to myself, oh, cool story. But that was it. Like it went in and out, zoom, you know, another cool story, but it didn't sink in. Even though I'm a sucker for spiritual things, don't go, you know. Uh, my girlfriend t- tells me about it, in and out, I didn't hear it. And I only heard it and it anchored itself, like it manifested itself in here as a thought when I was ready to hear it. And that moment, that precise moment when it anchors itself in here, in my mind, then it becomes reality. Because before, it's just out there. And then I manifest that reality from here. Oh my God, this is interesting. It's a pulmonary reading. Uh, how cool is that? I want to get it done. So that sets things in motion. And the moment I then go to the office in India, or you do it online with us, you submit your thumbprint, like boom, you put it on a piece of paper and you upload it online to our system. That moment, 3,000 years ago, Maharishi will start dictating, okay, Greg, blah, 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 blah. So that 3,000 years later, because you manifested itself and you brought it into reality, it's found and then the reader can read it for you. And let us just cut this, chill, chills. It's pretty cool, huh? That's how I think I'm, I'm with it you. works. That's what I feel. That's what I'm, yes. Um, that what you want now, what you do now, yes. sends that information back in the future and back in time. So those 18 Maharishis that are yes. in the zone and they're connected to the Akashic records. They're Yo. receiving that input it, and it, putting this great. down. This, this gentleman great. wants this information great. at this time. Great. It's great. absolutely yes. amazing. That's cool. the magic that's, that it's we live magic, in. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. And it is, it is connected to the Akashic records. It is, yes. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, basically, if, uh, in layman's terms, the Akashic records um, are like a compendium of all knowledge out there in the ethereal world. That's what simple term, simple terms. All of this mm. out there. While a palm leaf is a specific message for Greg, you, mm-hmm. Vancouver, uh, uh, um, that's it. You know what I mean? So it's your specific, it's downloaded from the Akashic Records and um, a message produced, written for you. So that you can take it on board and uh, and hence create a better life for yourself. So that's the difference. I love it. That is the difference. Mm-hmm. So it's almost related to the Mandela effect. Yeah, you know what the Mandela effect is? No, I don't know. Actually. So the Mandela effect for anybody out there that doesn't know what it is is um, the reason why it's called Mandela is Nelson Mandela um, yeah. from Africa. Great, yeah. great man was great man, in, yeah. was imprisoned. Um, for his, for his, yes. And so, uh, about 20, 30 years ago, it was, it was a lot of people remembered him dying in prison. Okay. And then, and then, and obviously he didn't die in prison. He got out of prison. He became a great leader. And so what, what that was entitled was they called that the Mandela effect that there was so, there was like literally millions of people that remembered him dying in prison. And then, And then just, you know, in modern times, he obviously didn't die in prison. So this, like this happens in movies. This happens in like, if you want to do research on it, Google uh, yeah, or, or YouTube Mandela, uh, Mandela effect, and you'll see a ton of examples of this exact thing. So to me, this is exactly related to the things that, um, that we're talking about that there is no future. There is no, well, well there is a future and there's a past, but it's all connected to the present moment. And so Correct. we can change the past. We can change Correct. the future. Right. Yeah. So, so definitely, um, <laughs> I resonate deeply. I'm literally in chills here. Like my, I got goosebumps all over the place because 
we're on the same page. Absolutely. So what you, what you desire in that moment will be created for you. That's that seeker. What you, what you seek, you shall find. Right. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Very powerful stuff. It is. Yeah. It's mind blowing. Uh, Otherwise, I won't be here talking about it. So. Honestly, like I, that's why, like I, when I was doing your doing research on you, Doctor Q, I'm just like, you know, this guy, this guy's definitely in the zone, and I'm a feeling guy. You know, like I'm. Me too. I, yeah. Right. So you have to be because this is the world that we're living in. We're living in a very left brain society where it's imbalanced, that it's all just, you know, over data analyzation where we're missing that heart piece. And so we're being distracted by screens, by, by people telling us who to be, who we are, um, instead of us deciding who we are. And right. so the people that are listening out there, and these are the people that, you know, are really trying to awaken to their truth. This is an awesome way for you to, to find that trajectory to like, to have the proof that magic is real. Please visit. Dr. Q's site, um, like it's, it's truly, um, this is some of the magic that you can experience here is if you go out there, like we were talking about, a lot of this information is diluted by, unfortunately by fraud, because that's what the world we live in. We live in a very imbalanced world right now. We're coming out of the age of Pisces and into the age of Aquarius. And so a lot of people are imbalanced internally. So they're doing things they probably normally wouldn't do, but you know, everything's in divine harmony, everything's in divine timing. But for those that are awakening and and are ready for the awakening, this is an amazing step to find that truth, right? Like Dr. Q says, 99% of the time, you're going to find that palm leaf reading because you've desired it and you're going to witness the magic and you're going to be able to change things that the challenges that have happened in your life. If you're challenging through going through challenges that are health-based, relationship-based, money-based, whatever it is, that is there to show you, really, the world's a mirror for you to awaken to your truth. So whatever challenge that you're going through, that is your opportunity to awaken. And so if you're listening to this right now, and you're resonating with with, with this podcast and this interview with Dr. Q, please look into his work. This is why he's here. He's here to help awaken you to your truth, to your power. And when you awaken, you can be that domino effect in others' lives. And that domino effect spreads in ways both seen and unseen that we can't even measure. Hmm. Yes. Um, so, Dr. Thank you, Q. Thank you for your support. Thank you for, for allowing uh, me to be here. Um, we're, we're connected, I understand. Um, we're on the same page. It's beautiful to talk to a person who, who um, uh, I'm connected with. And we don't need to talk really because uh, we share very similar uh, views on many things. <clears throat> and um, the I'm here to help people and make it as simple as possible for people really because I realized in the early days when I had my reading done that people just will not go to India. Those who want to go to India, beautiful go, uh, and I'm happy to share with you where to go is not an issue. You can you can find us on on on, uh, on the internet at indianpalmleafreading.com. So it's super easy. Indian because it's in India, palm leaf because it's dried palm leaves. Uh, so and reading because you get a reading from a, a dried palm leaf. So indianpalmleafreading.com. Super easy. On Facebook, it's Indian Palm Leaf Reading. Uh, on YouTube, it's the Indian Palm Leaf Reading Institute. Uh, Instagram and Palm is, is super easy. It's the literal term that I use, so people who are not familiar with this can connect with this. Um, we do the exact same way as if you were in India. The exact same way: three steps: search, matching, reading. Only that you can do it from the comfort and safety of your home, wherever that might be. 
makes no difference. We've had people, I don't know, over the years now, 50 countries for sure, if not more, a lot of countries like Africa, Asia, China, Japan, um, Australasia, you know, Kiwi lands, doesn't matter. Um, of course, all over Canada with people, uh, the U.S. and so forth. Um, so the whole, the, and I never thought of doing this. I'm telling you, I've never thought of doing this. Um, and I've done many visual things. Um, my background is uh, I'm an academic. That's the reason why I got my PhD. So the Dr. Q is not just a stage name. I was um, bestowed that name uh, when I was still studying and I got my PhD at an early uh, age-ish, my mid-20s. Uh, so my friends just say Dr. Q, um, and that's just stuck with me. And Q is a Persian uh, abbreviation of a Persian first name, Qumars. Qumars was the first king of uh, ancient Persia. <clears throat> so Dr. Nice. Q is just the way it is. Uh, nothing to do with James Bond or uh, God Q in Star Trek. <laughs> but it's cool, you know, it's it like cool. Dr. Q. It's just, uh, it's just stuck with me. I wish I had a cool um, name. <laughs> you, know, you know, I can call you, I don't know. Uh, I might have to change my name, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, so it's the same process just uh, easy for you you just need to because um, you don't have to fly to India no inoculation needed no visa needed uh, um, and it's three hours the whole thing takes about three hours the matching and the reading that is because uh, you submit your thumbprint you pay $100 uh, sorry because we're based in the US uh, legally speaking um, everything's based uh, in US dollars so for the search to see if there is actually one of these things out there for you, the bundle, mm-hmm. uh, we charge you $100. Uh, so you submit $100, you get an email from us, and then you submit your thumbprint, and then you upload the thumbprint onto your secure system, and it has to be done that way. Sorry, uh, got to put, you got to organize it, ink, put it on, on a piece of paper that we send you, the, the thumb impression form, you put it on that form. Uh, you just need to make sure that you, when you submit your thumbprint, you practice, so you put a, a dozen uh, of your impressions on that form. Gents, right, ladies, uh, left. And we need to be able to see the fine lines, obviously, because if you press too hard, it's smudge. If you don't press mm-hmm. hard enough, it's too light. So after a while, you figure it out. And then when you can see the fine lines, it's a good impression. You upload the whole form into our system. The reader looks at it. If it's good enough, we send you confirmation. And great job, you know, the search is started. And we'll look for six months. Six months, we'll oh. look for your bundles. The average search time is four to six, eight, two to eight weeks. And I don't know, something like that. It takes a while. It's not overnight. Um, so hence I say four to eight weeks-ish. Can be sooner, of course. Can be one day. Of course it can be, theoretically. The reader sees it, says, oh my gosh, we have a bundle that matches that thumb impression name. Pulls it out. Boom. It's one day. Is mm-hmm. it likely? No. Has it happened before? Yes. But it's not likely. So the likely time frame is four to six, eight weeks. Uh, they go on the search and then they come back and say, we found some bundles. We send you notifications and congratulations, Greg. We found a couple bundles for you. And then uh, we, ch- uh, we charge $400 uh, US dollars for the reading, uh, uh, the matching and the reading. Okay. You choose any day of the week because we have seven days a week reading, seven days. Um, almost every single day is available. There are only a few uh, holidays in India that we cannot obviously uh, offer readings. We also don't offer readings on Christmas, obviously, uh, and uh, New Year's Day. But most of the days that are blocked are because of Indian festivities. They have a lot of them, I'm telling you. Um, but otherwise, we offer readings seven days a week, Monday through Sunday. Uh, if you're on the West Coast, like you, Greg, then your matching and reading would be at 9.45 p.m. 
starts 9.45 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Um, and if listeners are from the East Coast, like Toronto or New York, then your reading would start at 6.45 a.m. in the morning. And the reason is not that I want to test you or challenge you or so. No, uh, quite the opposite. I want to make it as easy as possible. It's because of time zone difference to India. Right. So uh, it's, uh, it's easier for West Coast people to do it in the evening and it's easier for East Coast people to do it in the morning. And those of you that live in Australia or Europe, it's easy anyway because you're closer to India. So for you, the, um, you would just start... Uh, during the day, really. You right. can choose uh, in the morning or lunchtime. So for them, it's easier. So for those that live in the Americas, you know, North America, Central and South America, that's a little more challenging because of time zone difference. That's it. Um, and um, being based in, uh, in California and the, and the U.S., of course, uh, we have, we're, we're guided by California consumer protection law. So if you're unhappy, you get your money back. If we cannot find bundles for you after six months, we'll give your money back. If there is no matching for you, you get your money back, really. I'm not here oh. to buy it over 100 bucks or 400 bucks, really. It doesn't matter uh, to me at all. Uh, I'm here to help a person. That's it. And if the person says, no, that didn't help me, I'm unhappy, you get your money back. I understand. If I couldn't help you, I'm sorry that I couldn't help you because I really try very hard. and we work. I work 10 hours a day, seven days a week. I work way too much, and I'm um, very tired, I must admit. And yet I'm talking to you. For me, it's already very late, uh, 10 p.m. Yes. my time. And yet I'm doing it because I really love it. I want awesome. to have people. So whoever signs up with us has a 100% money back guarantee. Uh, you can rest assured that there are three people in your reading. Three, man. It's the reader who, who only speaks Tamil and is the one who can find your bundles and then read it to you and match it to you. But they don't speak English. So we have to hire an interpreter who sits next to the reader and interprets from Tamil to English. Or rather, English, as we call Indian English which means to some people, the English is a bit of a, a challenge to the ears. So because of the early days, when I started this institute, like before I started the institute, actually, when I still was just helping friends, before I realized, oh my gosh, this is work. This is not just helping people. This is like a lot of work. Um, I realized that Western people not only have issues understanding the Indian accent, but most of them also might have issues in understanding the deeper meaning of the reading, even though the reader explains and the interpreter explains what it means it goes in one ear and out the other so in the early days i helped my friends and family to not only understand the indian accent one but also to understand the reading because i have a lot of knowledge given everything else that i've done and oh no understand understand so in whoever signs up with us has a third person we call him a moderator a western person who not only helps you understand the english so if you say i didn't understand what he just said the Western moderator translates one more time using English, English, you know. Right. Um, and one of the coaches, by the way, because uh, I have some uh, English coaches, obviously, uh, that train with them to improve the English into better understandable Western English. One of them is actually Canadian. Love him. He's a nice guy, too. Uh, so he's an English teacher uh, that trains the, uh, uh, the interpreters in India. And yet we still have a moderator in every single reading. And the moderator's job is like holding your hand from the very beginning till the very end. So the moderator prepares you for the matching, prepares you for the reading, uh, explains you the pujas afterwards to make sure that you do them correctly, exactly as prescribed, because most people wouldn't understand it otherwise. So we have a moderator. So there are three people in your reading. And once the reading is over, we send you uh, your portfolio, like your files, 
we record the whole thing for you and edit it in a beautiful edited mm-hmm. high uh, format. So we edit it for you, the reading. Uh, we send you the chat history because we're using the chat a lot in Zoom with a lot of information in it during the matching and the reading. But people are excited, you know, obviously I understand that. So we keep telling them, don't worry, it's recorded anyway. Plus we use the chat. You have the whole uh, chat history too. We awesome. take pictures of your palm leaf in high definition, pictures of your palm leaf and send it to you afterwards because the original remains in India in the bundle and is at some point recycled. So it, it, it's, it will be the match for another human being at some point in the future, another mm-hmm. person, not really mm-hmm. into the, to you at all. And then last but not least, um, the pujas. We put the pujas into a PDF format for you. We transliterate the original mantra into English using English letters. So that you, and then we tell you exactly how many times to um, uh, uh, repeat. And we send along the, the pictures of the gods and goddesses too. So you don't have to do any research. It will say this mantra, five Thursdays in a row, dedicated to, I don't know, uh, Ganesha. We'll send you the picture of Ganesha, print up Ganesha, set up an altar. But this explains to you by the moderator anyway, so you understand what's going on at the, after your reading is over. So all of that comes then in a downloadable link uh, within a week or two after the reading is finished. So you can put it on your computer and then you can listen to the whole thing for however many times you do. So I tried to um, uh, like give my readers a decent income, obviously. Mm. Yet I'm registered in, in the West. So I pay Western taxes, Western mm-hmm. legal fees, Western everything. Uh, and um, so through some meditation and trying to figure out, I figured the $100 for the surge and the $400 for the matching reading is a fair price. Uh, for everyone involved, and and, and, um, and what a full service this is! It's right? full service. I mean, people have no idea how much. Not work just dumping information on people, and no, you're, you're walking them through. You put it. a lot of work into this. Yes, right. a lot of work. Um, life changing. Uh, That's priceless. Life changing. Yeah. And I'm very proud, really very proud to say that Should we be. have only five star reviews on Google and Facebook. Only five star. So mm, people are extremely beautiful. happy. Um, and whoever is not happy, as I said, it happens. Some people say, oh, this was not for me. We'll give mm. you the money back. Not an issue, really. I'm not here to fight with you because I'm yeah. here to help, period. Um, but for most people, it will be a huge um, experience. Life-changing for me, for sure. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here talking mm. with you. And uh, with big endorsers, I'm telling you, we have quite big endorsers um, of, of, of our institute that help spread the word. Um, like I'm not, I don't even want to drop, you know, name dropping here. We have quite, quite famous people who are endorsing us. Deepak, I mentioned you because I read his book and then I connected with him and he's, and he's sending people to us. Um, um, anyway, so uh, you can trust, it's my word, really. It's my word. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I try to be as ethical and authentic as I possibly can be. I can um, see that. I can feel that. Um, thank you. Yeah, and, I really... Oh, and I, and I promise Greg, sorry, and I promise Greg, because uh, I'm here to help. Whoever mentions uh, the Masters of the Matrix podcast, like when you sign up, but you end up signing up, because when you go to IndianPalmerReading.com, you can submit your, uh, your name and your, your email address. And then if you say, how did you hear about us? And you say either Greg, Greg M, or the name of the podcast, then uh, uh, in order to honor or to say thank you to Greg, for uh, allowing me to be on this podcast and to help spread the word about this beautiful and ancient uh, wisdom, we give you a hundred dollars uh, discount um, towards your reading, uh, matching and reading. So the first hundred dollars you still have to pay because it's uh, you got to uh, search and see what happens. 
And then if we found a bundle for you, you can then uh, schedule matching and reading. And instead of paying the $400, you just pay $300. So I give you $100 off. But you need to say that it comes from Greg um, or uh, Masters of the Matrix so that I know that um, uh, you heard uh, this podcast. Thank you, oh, it's Dr. my Drew. little way of saying thank you for your help. Yes, and, and and I have to say deeply thank you from my heart for oh, for spending you, time Drew. with me and and my audience and and such an important thing in in awakening and and helping us guide us to who we really are and uh, it's such an important time now more than ever with the world that we live in to oh, be to God. find the truth yes, of who we really are and, and what a great absolutely. way you know like this is and 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 what Dr. Key provides the full service from A to Z. Um, so I highly recommend anybody that is searching and that you, know, you want to find out who you are, what your trajectory is, and to know that, you know, you can change your future. And this is a great way to find that step. So I definitely highly recommend them. And, and, and Dr. Q, thank you so much for being on my show. And there's a ton of questions, actually, I didn't get to answer or get to ask you. So I know I'd love to have you on again and, and talk more can, about yes. spirituality yes. and, yes. you know, the magic and the mystery um, yes, there's, there's a lot I wanted to ask you, but I didn't get to because of the fascination topic of, of this lovely, uh, uh, what a, what a lovely thing. I, I'm just resonating. I'm literally vibrating in my chair right now. Thank so I, I can't thank you enough. And, um, truly pleasure. I'd love to have you again on my show. Um, uh, and, uh, let's, let's definitely keep in touch. Don't you worry. I shall be back. Awesome. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> the dominator. Exactly. Dominator. Yes, indeed. Beautiful. Thank well, thank you for your time, Dr. Q, and let's keep in touch and perhaps at another time where we can have a, uh, another discussion and go and go even deeper into, uh, you know, the, the magic and the mystery of, of life. Anything you want. Right? Anything you want, yes. Endless. Anything you want. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anything you want. Uh, okay. Or even... Uh, you could get a reading done and then we can talk about your experience because then you can give a first-hand experience ah. to the audience. Yes. That's, 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 a pretty, that's a pretty awesome and idea. It could be a ping-pong game. Like you can interject with your own personal experience. Ah. Uh, and then I can explain things deeper because I can talk for 10 hours. There is so much information that I cannot even share because it's a lot of information, obviously. Exactly. Uh, but I got to condense it down and be entertaining. Hopefully, educational. It has been. Um, but um, that there sounds is a, great. a lot more um, to it, of course. Absolutely. Yes, so Absolutely. I that sounds say, fantastic. Sure thing. Sure thing. Let's, uh, let's stay in you. touch. Of course. With pleasure. All right. Namaste. And Namaste. in Tamil, uh, thank you means Nandri. Nandri, thank you for Nandri. allowing me to be with you. Thank you for your time and your energy and your wisdom. Oh, I'm just a humble guide. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just a, I'm just a guide. That's it. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you, thank you Dr. Q. You have a splendid evening. You. I shall. Take care. You too. You take Bye-bye. Care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.